You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers, so let's get started with Dakota. Hey, y'all, this is Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee, and I heard y'all might have been writing my obituary. No, no, no. I, I ain't dead. I ain't gone. I'm just, I'm just busy. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of stuff has happened. I think the last time I really called, I mean, I called sometime after I got back from, anyway, the, the last major time I called was at the end of October, I believe. But since then, I have had my wedding. Nice. Uh went to my honeymoon, went to Ireland and Scotland, and that was Woo. phenomenal. And then as soon as I got back, I um, put in my transfer from the park that I'm at in Memphis to another park in um, Jackson, Tennessee. For those of y'all who right. don't know, I am a uh, Tennessee State Park Ranger. So um, if you come through, visit me. Anyway, uh, yes, the park that I'm going to is a brand-new park. We used to have 57 state parks. Now we have 61, and this one was... Absolutely inundated with natural resource management opportunities. Yes, that probably sounds very boring to to most of y'all, but that is what I do at the park that I'm at. I am the natural resource manager. I am also the safety and security officer, and I have to do a whole bunch of law enforcement. And at the park, I can put more on, um, you know, not law enforcement and more natural resource management. So that makes me very excited. However, I could be speaking about the things I want to speak about forever, and this is not what y'all want to listen to. I've already probably bored many of y'all. So I'm gonna leave y'all off with some with some football stuff, y'all. There's so much we can talk about. Uh, Jordan Love, he's he's killing it. He's it. I love him. Um, but uh, Tucker Craft, man, Tucker Craft has become exactly what I wanted him to be. All right. So uh, y'all know that I'm. I'm I, well, some of y'all know that I'm. A fan of uh, the Packer Packers Total As- Access, and I used to uh, go on their show and talk about stuff. But I've been so busy, I haven't been able to really pay that much attention to football and you know, kind of be intellectual about it. So uh, I've kind of been refraining from calling in there, but I will again at some point. However, I will tell you that uh, I have purposefully been been calling Tucker Craft, Trucker Craft, Truck and Tucker. That. Trucker cry. I don't know. Something oh. to do with this man is trucking folks, man. He put his, his his hand in somebody's face and they crumpled like he was a piece of paper. He's trying to well, he tried to jump folks and it didn't work either time. So now he's gonna be running into more folks. 
And that is so exciting. I can't wait to see him blast some folks, people. I just, I like to see feet in the air, heads on the ground. I want to see him running straight through people. It's, it's really is a beautiful sight, but I'm running out of time, so I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all, peace. Man, you guys tick me off sometimes. You know that? Do you know how stupid I have to be to have never thought of trucker craft? It's, 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 it's freaking, it's freaking genius, dude. I'm, I'm going to try to make that a t-shirt and I'll just give you the money, Dakota. I don't care. That's, that's freaking brilliant. Nobody buys my t-shirts anyway, so you're not going to get any money, but that's awesome. Trucker craft. By the way, congratulations. Sounds very, very exciting. Um, very happy for you. Those are exciting times in a person's life, obviously. So uh, enjoy that. I'm, I'm excited. You get a lot of new stuff going on, new family, new job opportunities. So very happy for you and hope you have a great 2024. And I am an idiot for not thinking of trucker craft. That's, that's all there is to it. I am working on that design, though. I'm having so much fun, although I have been forgetting to do the podcast. So let's get back to the podcast Pedro from Brazil, what's going on, my man? Hey, hi, Ryan. Hey, Brazil here. So, just home from my vacation um, a couple hours ago and watched the game. I hadn't watched the game on on Sunday. Uh, you know, the vacation parties, drinking, just couldn't make it. So, but it was awesome, really good. Uh, the love was like amazing, and I'm gonna take credit for that. I believe that's a new position now. I need to travel with my friends for a vacation every single week. <laughs> yes. So playoffs are coming here soon. Um, I'm kind of out of cash, but if you guys want to do something here in the pod, I, I, I'm, um, I'm up for it. I'll do that sacrifice for all the tech nation. I'll go to the beach with my friends and get drunk and party all <sighs> four playoff weeks, okay? I'll do that. Don't worry. Okay? But... That aside, um, still one job well fired. Um, the defense had a pretty good performance, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> so I'm gonna, every time I'm going to call, I'm, I'm going to say talk about that, and that, that's it. And I, I, I'm excited for seeing Jair coming back to the team, Christian Watson wow. coming back to the team, and Musgrave. Don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl, but if we can take the Lions out of the playoffs, I'm that's my Super Bowl this year. So. That's it. See you soon. Bye-bye. Well, I, I speak for all of us when I say that um, we are indebted to you for your service of uh, partying. And I, all, all I would say is, again, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and speak for the entire fan base and say, we, we don't want to just beat the Bears. We want to beat the living crap out of the Bears. We're going to need you to party real hard this week, okay? I'm talking you need to go as hard. Like, this is this is college, all right? Um, don't, don't... I. I I was going to say don't hurt yourself, but, you know, I'll leave that up to you. Don't get yourself killed or hospitalized. Anything else? I'm just saying. Let's go hard, Pedro. So, just calling again because I'm going to talk about another subject. Sure. I want to talk about the draft since the the season's about to end. Love it. You know? And the, the, the performance of the, the offense is having like the, the last weeks, especially this week. Um, I'm pretty confident that we don't need that much help in the passing game. You know, 
um, I'm looking more on a run game um, solution, especially because uh, read and, and, and love on the play action is awesome. So I want to capitalize on that. So I'm thinking here if from day one to week we have four picks, if I'm mistaken, if we can end this the, the, the day one and two with um, a running back and a couple of uh, offensive linemen, I'll be I'll be out of you know I'm gonna be way 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 happy. Uh, I don't think we're gonna do that, but even though I love Jones and I think that if he's healthy, he can still be a, a good player for us. He can still help us. I think we needed to draft another running back so we have a more solid run game, you know? Like we did in 2020 when when we brought um, Dylan, still having Jones and, and William. So, yeah, I think that that's the solution. And, yeah, so a question for you. Um, our wide receivers, mm-hmm. which ones are really good on run blocking? Because I have absolutely no idea. And when you start looking at the draft, uh, uh, I suggest you, you take a look at that too. That can be a, uh, a difference maker. Okay? So that's it. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Let me just, well, let me answer your, both of your questions here because I don't actually know. I know Malik Heath was going freaking wild for uh, for a while there, but I'm, I'm always surprised. Every time we look at like receiver blocking stuff, I'm always kind of shocked as to who's doing the best. So we're looking at run blocking here, and obviously I just went the Packers, you moron. Doop-beep-doop-beep-beep-beep-beep-beep-beep. I should just pause this, but I'm not going to. Uh, wide receiver. See, we don't... Wait, wait a minute. Oh, here we go. So the highest is Bo Melton. Go freaking figure. He has a 70 run blocking grade. Um, Wicks is a 65. Ture is a 65. Heath is a 62. Then you get sort of the more negative, you get all your starters. So uh, Dobbs is a 58, Watson is a 55, and Jaden Reed is a 50. But none of them are, you know, Alan Lazard level. So let's go to college, see if anybody stands out here as far as run. I'm trying to find somebody that's like a name I recognize, and I'm not, I should, oh, there you go. I guess that should be surprising. Uh, should not be surprising. Johnny Wilson out of Florida State, the six foot seven, two hundred and thirty-seven pounder. That's basically a tight end. So that would be one. Nobody else really stands out to me that's in the seventies or eighties here. But that's not to say the Packers can't just get some big, broad-shouldered wide receiver and make him do something cool. We'll see how it goes. Hey Ryan, David from Brazil again. Hey, so I'm calling a lot today. Um, but I'm calling to talk with you, Chad, the Bear fans. Don't do that again. Don't call here and be so nice. <laughs> you can't take our hate from the Bear fans, okay? We, we, we live when Ryan rent the Bears, and, <laughs> and we live to hate the Bears. Don't, don't be so nice. Don't do that to us, okay, guys? Okay, man? That, that, that's not cool. And I think you should have a really serious sit-down and, and, and conversation with your father, because as you said here, he was a Bear fan on your family, the rest of them are, are all Packer fans. Man, that, that, that's serious. I, I, I don't know why he did that to you, but, you know, I, 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 that, that's, 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 that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. He had to know by then that the Bears suck. 
And he still did that to you. So I think you should have that conversation. And the next time you call here, don't be nice. You know, be, be a d I don't want to like you. And I kind of did. So don't do that again, okay? Nah, okay. So that's it. Bye-bye. I agree. That wasn't enjoyable having a, 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 I mean, I of course appreciate the call, but having a Bears fan call up and um, be extremely likable, all I could do is sit here in shame and just think, man, I've been so mean to the Bears. I should just apologize for everything I've ever said. And that's not how I want to live my life, you know what I mean? Just saying. I was thinking we were not going to get through all these, but I'm kind of thinking we might. So um, why don't we take a break? Because I think... Let's just take a break here. We'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. Uh, Listening to the podcast, and uh, I wanted wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. You don't have to make a whole episode about this. Okay. I don't. We'll talk about donations in the future. Anyway, um, the defense, right, is is all right. Let's just say they are right going forward. Let's say they do the bare minimum and they squeak us by. Let's say somehow we get to the Super Bowl, like you were saying on the podcast or on Packing That After Dark. You know, unless there's some magical miracle, Joe Barry shouldn't be here next year. Yeah. But. My real question is, all right, let's say, let's say the defense does its part. Yep. And let's say our offense plays lights out from here on out. And, and there is a chance of the Super Bowl run. Sure. Um, but my question is, have we seen a defense as dangerous as the 49ers so far this year? Um, is there a chance that this offense can absolutely go out there? And put up some serious points on the 49ers. I know that Carolina was like ranked like what? One or two? Um, against the pass. So, so I want to know like, like how we did against them compared to everybody else. I, I feel like you've covered that before, but you know, uh, I want to, I, I, I don't know. I'm just answer this question here because as I sit back and think about it, you know, San Francisco is the only team that actually scares me. Like you, I, I'm in the same boat there. Yeah. So what? what is it that it's going to take from this team to actually compete? I think if our defense is mediocre going up against the 49ers and the 49ers put up 30-something points, is there a chance that our offense can put up 30-something points? Same with going up against the Rams. The Rams look a little bit better. Maybe maybe if we go up against them. Uh, what, if, what if we play against Dallas? 
I, I don't think Dallas' defense has been great. Their offense is good, but I don't think it's uh, electric. So, you know, that's just, that's just a question. I, I mean, assuming we beat Chicago. Um, yeah. I'm assuming we beat Chicago. It's a trap game, though. Uh, we have a problem dealing with running QBs, and, and that's about all I'm afraid of. Um, and what could be even more of a problem is if Justin Fields starts running everywhere, and I see Rashawn Gary running behind him, not yeah. being able to catch up to him, and then, you know, Fields just magically lost the ball to DJ Moore because Moore became uncovered by, you know, Quay Walker or whoever mm-hmm. the linebacker is that has to cover him. You know, that, that, that's what I don't want to see, and that's what I'm worried about. Um, anyway, yeah, that's a lot of thoughts. Go, go. I would actually say the 49ers and Dallas defense are similar in that they're very consistent in being very good, but occasionally just lay an egg. So Dallas, you know, for example, you look at since their bye week, like 20 and 28, whatever, 17, 10, 10, then 35, then 13, then 31, then 22 and 19. It's basically that just better. So San Francisco, since their bye week, 3 points, 14, 13, 9, 16. Like, that's freaking dominant. Then the Arizona Cardinals put up 29 points, and the Baltimore Ravens the very next week put up 33. So that's two weeks in a row. They got punched in the mouth real hard. And then they got back on track and um, allowed 10. Now, of course, we want the 49ers to win, but it would really be encouraging if they give up nearly 30 to the Rams because that'll be three out of the last four weeks that they give up like 30 points. Prior to their bye, they only did that once, and it was to the Bengals. So on the question of is it possible, yes, but it almost feels more like you got to catch them on the right day. I worry that, you know, the Packers at their best compared to the 49ers at their best, I don't, I don't think, I don't know that the Packers can necessarily hold up. And I do worry about, you know, trends, I think the Packers do well against the Rams because I think Matt LaFleur and the way that he plays football um, and and potentially Joe Barry, I mean, they're both familiar with with what they do there. Um, I think they just know how to beat that team. And I think it's maybe the opposite for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. They just know Matt LaFleur and and how to play him and how to beat him. And, and Joe Barry, same thing. But as to is it possible, heck yeah, it is. We just got to not collapse. That's that is always and forever the biggest thing. What's going on, Ryan? What's up? Conspiracy time here. All right. um, so we uh, Jair's back at practice, and Jair is going to probably be playing on Sunday. And um, we heard from Matt Lafleur a little bit on the subject, and then Jair kind of talked about it. And what I kind of heard as having been part of these conversations and similar situations with jobs in the past is that I feel like Jair has been very vocal about like not name dropping that he hates Joe Barry, but like kind of hinting, Hey, yeah, Joe Barry needs to go. I don't like this. This needs to leave. The guy doesn't know what he's doing. Right. And so I feel like, in this week, after he's been kind of more outspoken, kind of having issues with whatever, um, like there was more there than we thought. But the kind of comments from Matt LaFleur about how they had a good conversation and then how um, Jair presented himself, right? It's kind of like Jair didn't know the whole situation. 
And so he saw Joe, like, Joe Barry's keeping his job as kind of like, um, Matt LaFleur is a pushover or whatever. And, and then, so, but it feels like Matt LaFleur just, I, I, I think what everyone's saying about how they're just not going to fire Joe Barry, they're just going to let him ride out the season and then just not bring him back, um, is probably the truth. And regardless of what happens, if we want to win a Super Bowl, it's not going to change anything. But I feel like that that hasn't been known. Matt LaFleur hasn't been going around saying that. And Jair just assumes, oh, man, we're keeping Joe Barry, and he just sees the negative of it and doesn't see anything going past, like, right now, like, we have to deal with this guy, right? And so Matt LaFleur pulled him into a conversation after a suspension and says, hey, you know what, I'm just going to let you know this right now. Like, it stays between us, but we have plans. Know that I see what's going on. I know more than you think. Um, so let's just do that. But anyways, that's just kind of having been in situations where I've kind of acted like Jair in the past because I didn't know everything what was going on behind the scenes. Um, it feels like Matt Hussler kind of just talked to Jair and let him know some stuff and let him know what was going on and um, yeah, so we'll see how this progresses, and hopefully it means good things, a.k.a. firing Joe Barry, um, or just not bringing him back and everything calmed down and settled. Um, but anyways, go Pack. Yeah, go Pack Go. I mean, it's it's entirely possible. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they would necessarily reveal that, maybe in, in lesser terms, in terms of, you know, like, you know, I don't know. We're going to be looking nothing specific, but we're going to be, you know, making some changes next year and making sure you guys are on the right page. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible, I guess. I would just think that they'd want to be super cautious about, um, you know, letting the cat out of the bag and, and that sort of getting around, especially getting back to Joe Barry. And also that assumes that Matt LaFleur even knows, which I don't know if that's been like officially discussed but yeah it's entirely possible gosh that three minutes really is a toby slenders is it not <laughs> anyways um so i'm gonna bring up the office um in case you don't know i am too old for this on youtube so oh i bring up the office. i did not know that aaron that's that's a heck of a revelation this reference a lot um so this whole Jair situation in the office um, where everything kind of blows up. Michael P pushing Stanley and pushing Stanley and then Stanley all of a sudden says, did I stutter? And then it's just kind of like, oh, uh, now there's like tension and what's going on, right? And then they have a nice conversation and Michael basically just says, hey, you know what? When it comes down to, the, at the end of the day, I am the manager here. Like, that's what it is. And Stanley walks away. Colin says, okay, you know what? You're right. Cool. And they walk away, and business carries on as usual. And so now that Matt LaFleur had this conversation with Jair, I feel like that, like that's exactly what's happening. Um, and, yeah, so I just needed to do my office reference of the day. So... 
Toby Flenderson, a.k.a. Three Minute Timer's not going to get me this time. Minute and, a half, minute and a half, baby. Okay, peace out. Go back, go. The Bears suck. And I think that does make a lot of sense as far as, you know, kind of just laying down the law and saying, look, I know that this stuff is not right. I get all that. But at the end of the day, I am the head coach. You know, that's the GM. You need to respect me, the office, your teammates, et cetera. Like, that's just, you You got to do that. And he just kind of, you know, I mean, in the case of Stanley, it was, you could tell he still doesn't like Michael, but he respects him for saying that. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, fair enough. I've been kind of lashing out because I don't like you and I don't respect you, but you're right. So good enough. Hey, Ryan, it's Seth. Hey, Seth. Um, sorry, I totally just got distracted. What a way to start the call. Um, I wanted to call in and talk about uh, wide receivers and who, you, how you stack them up again next year. Um, we talked about this a few weeks ago, um, but since then, Wicks and Reed have both really turned it on. And I still think, at least for now, Christian Watson has to be the number one. If nothing else, just because of his what he can do on the field, what he does for the offense, it's just different than what anyone else can do. And it's it's his physical traits. It's his speed. It's his height. Uh, the way he starts in the defense. And so I, I still think he's our number one. Our number two gets a little tricky, but seeing as how we often have three wide receivers, I'm not going to get too stuck on that. I'm just going to, you know, go with our X, Y, and B receivers. I think that's how it works. I remember right, the X is the number one, so I'd be Watson. And then the Y being the number two, I think I would go Wicks. Um, and then the Z, or our slot, I did that right. Maybe it's our Y is the slot. Anyway, slot receiver would be Reed. Um, but the reason I called to bring that up is it feels weird to say that because I'm like, what about Dobbs? Where do I put him? And it's just a great problem that we have four guys that are that good, and that's not even... Touching on Malik Heath or Bo Melton, but if we're honest with ourselves, they probably should be more like fourth or fifth wide receivers or role guys. You know, you bring Malik Heath in when you need a really good blocker kind of thing. Um, but I have a hard time putting Romeo at number four. Just I don't feel like he has the the, the explosiveness or the route running of some of the other guys, but it's, he's that great possession receiver. So I think part of it is just hard to, like, bump him down when he's done nothing wrong. Um, but that's kind of where I see things. Uh, and then when I look at the tight ends, I'm actually having a hard time putting one over the other. They're both so good at their peak this year. just different. Um, and so I, I don't know how that would work if for a tight end, if you had a one tight end package next year, is it just based on skill set of the play? But you don't want to take your hand to the defense too much either. So I don't know. Just some interesting thoughts. Um, I guess while I'm going at it, I think we all agree the O-line needs some help, some improvement. Um, so I'd like to see some heavy investment there, either via, preferably via the draft since we're, we're young, but I'm not opposed to bringing in a really good uh, free agent either, especially if we actually do make a playoff push here. Maybe that puts us over the top, having, uh, you know, bringing a top top two or three left tackle, and maybe we have that with Bakhtiari if he's healthy. All right. I'm going to run out of time. Talk to you later. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't disagree with much of what you said with the wide receivers, but I think the, the biggest thing is we, we really just don't know. It's way too early and everybody's too young. I mean, some of this is going to be fake. 
Some of it we're going to look back in five, ten years, whatever, and just say that person just was not very good, and we bought into the hype and it was nonsense. Some guys are going to live up to the hype, and some guys are just going to keep getting better, and we don't know which is which. It's funny when you mentioned Wicks, my immediate thought was, you know, it's it's way too early to be talking about Wicks. Um, I just need more consistency. But in reality, he's been more consistent than probably any other wide receiver that we have, including Christian Watson. You know, even when he's healthy, he's kind of streaky. And whether that's, you know, Rodgers not throwing to him or whatever the situation might be, all in all, I mean, just on a game-to-game basis, I mean, Wicks has just been solid every single week. And so, um, yeah, I don't know how things are going to shake out. I think that it'll sort itself out over time as time goes on. I do think it's Watson and Reed for sure, at least right now. Watson is critical for what the offense needs to be able to function with him there, and also his his top-end potential is psychotic. And Jaden Reed is really becoming a phenomenal wide receiver. I, I would also struggle, though, to not have Wicks right now as my number three. I like Romeo. I like the way he plays, the physicality and the tenacity. And there are times when he's having a good day that, I mean, he's the best guy on the field. We just don't really get a ton of that. And I kind of wonder if what we've seen from Romeo is 100% of Romeo. But, you know, for that reason, I wouldn't really mind a wide receiver investment. I don't think it's, you know, the biggest priority, but um, just to have that solidified true, I shouldn't even say true number one, because I, I, again, I think we have two guys that are very potentially top end wide receivers right now with potentially some others. But I, like I said before, I, w- I wouldn't mind three. And as far as tight end, I mean, I, I don't know that it needs to necessarily be parsed out. I mean, uh, I think it'll sort itself out eventually, you know, um, very likely one of them is, you know, again, not going to pan out, but also likely one of them is. Could be both, could be neither. But I, I borderline see them as like two different receivers, and I'm just excited to get them on the field at the same time. I cannot wait for tomorrow to be able to see this thing operate. I'm hoping everybody's going to be okay. It sounds like everybody's good to go. I don't mean everybody, but as far as like having the two tight ends and maybe having Watson out there to stretch the field and read underneath, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who, who can is going to end up being a game-time decision or whatever. But we just haven't had a lot of time to see almost anybody. And um, we're going to need some more time, I guess. Why don't we take our final break? We will be right back. And when we do, we'll hear uh, Seth again. So we'll be right back. Hey, Ryan. Hey. What's going on? Um, That's software. I've been listening to the podcast and... I remember what got me started thinking about Jaden Reed, but um, one, hopefully he plays on it. would be big, but two, well, what I really want to talk about is do you think Jaden Reed could be offensive rookie of the year? I think it's done by NFC and AFC. Because at first it's like, oh, there's no way Stroud will get it. Well, Stroud's AFC, so he might be NFC uh, rookie of the year, but there's probably someone I'm not thinking of, but Maine, he's had a good year. Anyways, let me know what you think about that. Talk to you later. I would guess not. I believe there's just one, and I think it's going to be CJ Stroud, and if it's not, I mean, you got Puka Nakua and a bunch of other guys that are that are probably going to be ahead of him. 
In fact, I just pulled up an article and it says Pukunakua, CJ Stroud are in a two-man race. So it's it's those two and nobody else right now. Hey, Pac Daddy, it's uh, Garrett from Southern Illinois. Hey. Uh, just had three quick uh, talking points that uh, just had to address. I know that probably some guys will call in about, but uh, just wanted to shout out Jordan Love for being NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Who would have thought about that happening at the beginning of the season? <laughs> Number two, uh, Epstein's list has come out, <laughs> and I didn't know if you saw it, but Just... I think Matt Ramage and Katie is on that list. Oh, no. Come Talking on. point number three. Come on. I'm just wondering, oh. going into the Chicago game, Love has the opportunity to become the league's leader in touchdown throws. So if he does do that and they have a lead, how comfortable of a lead would you say that they could have before they start sitting guys? Or do they just play him through the whole game? I would love to see a blowout. Nothing would thrill me more than to see them completely blow out Chicago. Uh, I don't want to have a heart attack, heart attack pack game, but uh, I just want to see him win. I think we all thought, you know, playoffs were a pipe dream at the beginning of the season, but now a win and they're in. I, I just want to see him beat Chicago. This is kind of, they should treat this like it's their Super Bowl also, because this team has performed above and beyond, but I think overall, I would love to see these guys, you know, treat this like this is their last game. Treat it like whoever wins this gets a statue put out in front of Lambeau because it really is, should be considered that important. So go back, go. I'm out. So first of all, I spent most of the time you were talking deciding whether I should delete this call or not. <laughs> Uh, there's so many Matt Ramage and Katie jokes that you could have made, and you decided to go with that one. All right, fair enough. I don't think they were, but I, I'll have to check. As far as benching, guys, um, I don't know that it changes a ton because I think generally, I mean, always the most important thing is you have to be sure you're going to win. And once you're sure you're going to win, you sit your guys. And I think that that's going to be the standard here. We're not going to sit guys if the game is still within reach of Chicago because the stakes are just that much higher. So uh, I would say that that's probably not going to change as far as strategy. Could be wrong. Hey, hey, hey Ryan, this is Nico. Nico. Good work today. I got to walk out back. I want no customer walking up to me asking me a dumb question while I'm on the phone with you. Can't delete this one. So uh, <laughs> let's move to the after dark. So yesterday... Two things. I think we should all like maybe start a GoFundMe where we send Chris from Alabama a bottle of whiskey every game. <laughs> I don't, I'm down. I'll pitch. Totally. Sounds good. Um, and uh, uh, second thing, I, I did say two things. Trust me. And I'm sober. I'm at work. Uh, <clears throat> Jersey Mike, you got to go to church, bro. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I think that, I think if you go to church, we win the Super Bowl next year. Hands right. down. So uh, <laughs> just a great episode. Yeah, that's all I want to say. I'm going to go back in and uh, talk to stupid customers. Later. All right. Well, have fun with your stupid customers, and I agree. 
I think everyone should just go to church. Just let's just be safe. We figured out the cure of all the curses. So wear like layers and layers of clothes. Bring all your jerseys. Just layer them up, or at least pack them in a suitcase and bring them to church. And uh, just just go to church, and then go home and watch the Packer game. All right. So I mean, let's not be difficult about this. Hey Ryan, Wayne from Illinois. Hey. I'm listening to the After Dark Colin show from last night. And I'm thinking the Bears absolutely love the Packer cast off personnel, whether it be players or coaching or mm-hmm. probably the water boy, who you know, who knows? Probably. They've been renowned for the last hundred years for their defense. What if they come on calling and pick up Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator and just implode for the next 20 or 30 years? I mean, that would be a beautiful thing to think of. Go, Pack, go. I mean, I, 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 you know, we're getting into uh, like wet dream territory here, but yeah, I mean, that would be pretty great. Try to talk them into the whole, um, you know, get a, an advantage because Joe Barry knows this team intimately, and he doesn't even need to necessarily be defensive coordinator. They could just give him some like uh, really high consulting role or something. I'm I'm sure that would be fine, and just put him in there and uh, let him just do what he does. You know, I'm fine with us sending people over there that we deem not necessary to be here. I think that that's been a bold it's been a great strategy that's worked out for us thus far so i like it last call steve in alaska hey mr back daddy hey. steve up in alaska just taking a little break here uh, doing some home improvements working on my kitchen painted the walls so now they look like they got a brick pattern to them and now i'm building cabinets so i got some place to put my plates and glasses but uh calling in real quick i'll go to some podcasts and kind of been listening a little bit of everybody's opinions and hearing what everybody's talking out there um, try to try to keep it to two things. Um, number one, the uh, the attitude of our players. Um, if if anybody's been paying any attention, they may have noticed that most of the attitude is coming off. Pretty much all the attitude is coming off the defensive side of the ball. Right. Um, that is also the older side of the ball. That is also the side of the ball that had, you know was around during the Aaron Rodgers entitlement era when. You know, we just deserve to have wins and deserve to have fame and accolades just because we were the Green Bay Packers, even though that side of the ball still wasn't any good. Um, so I think a lot of that is those guys, you know, the, the players that have been here, you know, three years or longer, four, yeah, three years or longer, because they really got a taste of that, you know, four years or longer, really. But some of those third-year guys are kind of lippy, too. Um, so I think that's a big part of where, you know, the Jair thing is coming from, and uh, um, what was his name? The other cornerback that we let go. Man, I can't even remember his name. Plays over in Buffalo now. Um, but his looking at, you know, just looking across the board at defense. Um, I think a lot of that is coming from that entitlement era, you know. And and the second thing is, it, it, when we look at the expectations of these players and how they should act, let's all be honest and, and be clear here. They're making more money than pretty much any of us will see if we work our asses off and make a ton of money over the next 10 years. And 
those guys, most of those guys are bench warmers. They're not even like the big pay guys. The big pay guys are going to make enough money that we'll never see that much money in our lifetimes. It's going to change the way they think and act about things. That much money changes how you look at the world. You are entitled because you get paid that much, and money gives you status and makes you should makes it so you feel you should be heard. Um, the other thing before I run out of time here is uh, looking at the, the, the team as a whole, the season as a whole, uh, I think win or lose coming into this Bears game, I think this season has to be looked at as a win. It's, you know, as good as any season, or the first seasons of Rodgers and the first seasons of Barb, it's as good as those seasons, um, or better in a lot of cases. And we got a really young team that's all going to be coming up together and growing together. So I think we've got to call this as a win. And that's something coming from a guy that was looking for the draft picks from most of the years. All right, got to go. Bye. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt the money is going to impact your attitude toward things. I, I would probably lean a little bit heavier toward the, you know, the fact that it's all defense more so than it's the rich and title guys, although that could very well play a part in it. Um, I just think they're unhappy, man. Stuff's not working, you know. I mean, the defense is not good. I think they're probably upset about taking the blame, and, and maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't, but either way, they're not happy about it. I mean, nobody likes getting blamed at work even if you are responsible for it so yeah I just I just think frustration is mounting it's like I've said a billion times now it's just winning winning fixes everything and right now they are not winning and it's just having the exact opposite effect of winning fixes everything so they're upset they're disgruntled they'll get over it um we just we gotta continue on you know you win here I mean if we lose here either way I think it's fine if we lose here um then it's then it's on to the next season and they can go cool off and we can work on getting a new DC and on and on and on. And if we win, we're going to the playoffs. And if they're still pissing and moaning, having just gone to the playoffs, then they freaking suck. So um but look, they'll get over it and the ones that won't won't be here for very much longer. And um that'll be that. So I'm 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 not I'm really not as worried about it. I'm not happy that it's happening. I'm not happy that it happened, but I think it's gonna be okay. I think you've got, you know, enough people in that locker room that the players respect that they don't want to allow their conduct to be considered too detrimental. So I think they'll rein it in and uh, it'll be what it'll be, but it'll be fine. Which uh, the, the, the thing that's going to fix this is making the defense work. And the easiest way to do that is to find a really good defensive coordinator. So anyways, I'm out of here. You guys have a good rest of your night and uh, I will hopefully see you tomorrow for the uh, Packernet podcast live stream that we're going to be doing. Me and my boy will be sitting here. He'll have his bag of chips. I'll probably get a plate of tacos or something. I don't know. I got my bubbly waters. And uh, that'll be that. So please join in again. YouTube, Packernet podcast. On social media, it's pack underscore daddy or on Twitter. I'll stream it on Facebook, Packernet podcast. See you there. Have a good night. Bye-bye.